What's up, everybody? And welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we will go through some updates today. Jumping right into it. Apparently, Anibal Sanchez is considering a return to Major League Baseball in 2022. So he was a free agent last year after the Nationals declined his option for 2021. He didn't actually play. He held multiple showcases for interested clubs. We never found a deal to his liking and decided to sit out the season. But apparently that doesn't mean he's retired because he's considering a return in 2022. I actually remember, you know, watching some some of those Olympic qualifying games where he actually pitched last year for in the Olympic qualifying games. And um, yeah, I mean, that was pretty much the extent of what he did, you know, pitching for Venezuela there. But this is someone who obviously has extensive big league experience. And if he was if he's able to return to form, that would be quite a feat because he's already 38 years old. I mean, he's going to be 38 in February, although he has been counted out before. I mean, he signed with the Tigers to a five-year deal before 2013, and he was excellent his first year of that deal, throwing 182 innings with a 2.57 ERA. But his ERA just continued to grow each year of that contract. Every single year, it, it grew by about a run or, or so. And he ended up with like a six and a half ERA by the end of it. So that drop in effectiveness showed that he had to settle for a minor league deal before 2018. But then that proved to be a tremendous bounce back campaign for him because he was 34 at the time. And he ended up throwing really well for Atlanta. He threw 136 innings and a 2.8 ERA. So he turned that into a two-year, $19 million deal with the Nationals. Had another good year in 2019, the year they won the World Series. And... You know, that was obviously a good investment for for Nats, for the Nats, winning the World Series that year with him. And he was big in the playoffs, too. But unfortunately, 2020 was a step back. So he's he's been he's bounced around from good to not so good, you know, to good, not so good. He's hoping he can he can bounce back now. I mean, the report says he feels rejuvenated after the time off and he's throwing with what appears to be more velocity than in recent years. So the next step for Anibal Sanchez is to throw in front of a scout with a radar gun to decide whether he should attempt another shot at the big leagues. So, yeah, I mean, he should garner some interest due to the nature of the starting pitching market. There are a couple top-tier free agents remaining, like Carlos Rodon, Clayton Kershaw, but there's a big drop-off after that. So with many teams still looking at ads starting pitching for 2022, it's certainly possible that someone is willing to roll the dice on a veteran with a long track record of success, major league success. So we could be seeing that. So we'll, we'll keep an eye out and, and watch. In other news, so the other day, the Orioles announced that they would be making renovations to their left field fence, and they're going to push the fences back. They're pushing the fences back, and it's going to be – it's going to be considerably deeper. And I think it's like 20 to 30 feet back. And they're also going to make the wall higher. So the intention is to make the ballpark less difficult for Orioles pitchers to navigate. You know, so hitters aren't sneaking home runs out of the corner there in left field anymore. And it would also make it more attractive for future pitchers to sign with the Orioles. I mean, I think the Orioles are a long way from attracting free agents but at least they're thinking ahead because you, you definitely want to I mean you, you want to have that in play you want the, the pitcher's numbers to normalize a little bit with the new 
dimensions after a few seasons, and hopefully by then your rebuild is over, and then you can attract some free agents. Maybe that's what they're thinking. But the, the conditions they had right now were some of the most extreme in the league, and it was a low fence. Not only was it a relatively low fence, it was, it was shallow. It was shallow. So they're, they're pushing it back, and it's now going to be actually one of the deeper left fields in Major League Baseball. So we'll see. We'll see how that plays out over the coming years. But that's still that's a long-term vision for the Baltimore Orioles, obviously. So some more notes from the American League East. Apparently, the Yankees officials believe that DJ LeMahieu's poor 2021 could be traced to a sports hernia. That's an injury he tried to play through before he finally got surgery after the season. So since he's got the surgery now, a healthy DJ LeMahieu could return to his 2019, his 2020 form. That would be a huge help for the Bronx Bombers. They're trying to figure out their infield picture. You know, LeMahieu's position next season is still up in the air, but if New York acquires a regular shortstop, which they are rumored to do, LeMahieu's probably going to bounce between third, second, and first, or something like that. Or, yeah, or you just pencil in LeMahieu at third base and then have Gio and Luke Voigt playing part-time at first base, Labor Torres at second. I don't know. We'll see. But the whole point of me saying this is that DJ LeMahieu is a prime candidate for a bounce-back year considering how well he played. He was an MVP type of player for the past two years and then he just fell off a cliff and he was playing through an injury. Now that he's gotten that cleaned up, he's a prime candidate for a bounce-back. So keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on that for sure. I guess we'll just stay in the American League East. We'll stay with the Blue Jays. So if you're talking about Blue Jays, obviously you have to think of the future of Vlad Guerrero and Bo Bichette. Those guys are not going anywhere. Both those guys are controlled through arbitration through the 2025 season. And since their price tags are only going to rise, it would make sense for the Blue Jays to lock them up sooner rather than later. And obviously both these guys have done enough to ensure that the extensions they get are going to be a sizable amount of money. Certainly far more than $200 million, could even be near the $300 million mark. That's something that Blue Jays have to definitely think about because obviously you, you need to retain these guys. So the Blue Jays are going to have to have some very uh, frank conversations with themselves, and they're going to have to get out the checkbook and, and write, write out some extensions for these guys, and it's going to cost a lot. So if you look at it now, though, the Blue Jays only have one player under contract beyond 2026. That's Jose Barrios. So they've definitely kept their long-term ledger clear in the event that they need to extend Bo Bichette and Vlad Guerrero. So they have, they have enough space to do it. So we could be seeing an extension sooner rather than later. But those are the updates we have for today. That's going to do it. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection. Mm-hmm.